So a prayer rally is where you meet to pray, right? So we're going to talk about prayer, but we are going to do prayer tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Would you agree that our nation needs prayer? How many of you would agree that the world needs prayer? You know anybody that's lost on their way to hell? How about the church? Would you agree that the church needs prayer? The church needs to wake up, amen, out of sleep. So there's many things that need prayer. And it's time for the church to stir ourselves up. If you got that email that we sent out this week, Pastor read it in his heart on Errol's a prayer targeting certain areas. And he also mentioned that scripture and we put it in the email about stir ourselves up. There is such a thing as the spirit of prayer and it needs to be stirred up. Amen. Would you agree that revival needs to happen in the church? How many of you need revival in your life? You want to be stirred up. You want to be on fire for God. Amen. Well, recently I heard someone sharing out of this passage of scripture in Habakkuk. And it so spoke to me. So let's turn over to Habakkuk chapter 3. I believe they'll get it up there on the screen because it's one of those little books that might be hard for you to find. Unless you have it on your iPad or something. But Habakkuk chapter 3. And I want to begin in verse 1 and 2. And this is how the Amplified. A prayer of Habakkuk the prophet set to wild, enthusiastic, and triumphal music. Then verse 2. Oh Lord, I have heard the report of you and was afraid. Oh Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make your Self known. Isn't that good thing? We want God to make Himself known. In wrath, earnestly remember love, pity, and mercy. I love this guy, Habakkuk. He was passionate about his praying. I like that how it said that it, he was prayer was set to wild, enthusiastic, triumphal, Music. He wasn't quiet about his request. Now, you know, we don't encourage wild, fleshly demonstrations. But like our spiritual father used to say, don't be concerned about a little bit of wild fire because there's always enough wet blankets around to put it out. Well, you don't want to be a wet blanket. You want to be somebody that's enthusiastic about God, about praying. What is praying? It's our opportunity to have a conversation with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe, to commune heart to heart. Amen. And then I like how it says it was triumphal music. Did you know that we do not pray from a place of defeat? We don't pray from a place of, oh, dear God, I don't know what we're going to do. We're all going to under. We're all going to die. Things are just so terrible. No, we always pray from a place of victory. Where are we seated, folks? We're seated together with him in heavenly places far above. 
principalities and powers. The devil is not seated there. He's under our feet. We have authority in the name of Jesus. We have authority in through the blood of the lamb. We have authority in the word. Hallelujah. So when we pray, even though the situation might be bad, circumstances might not be looking good. We don't pray from a place of defeat. We pray from a place. Okay, Lord, this is what it's looking like in the natural. But I thank you that I serve a God who is supernatural. And I serve a God who always causes us to triumph. I serve a God of the turnaround. He's turning things around in my life. He's turning things around in our nation. Amen. So we pray from a place of victory. Amen. And then I like this. He's, he's always, uh, he said this. He'd heard what God had done in the past. And then he's saying, Lord, revive us. Do it again. Now, I like some verses out of the message translation. It's not like you can build doctrine on it, but this one is good. So in the message, let's look at Habakkuk chapter 3, verse 1 and 2. A prayer of the prophet Habakkuk with orchestra. Now listen to verse 2 of that message. God, I've heard what our ancestors say about you. And I'm stopped in my tracks down on my knees. Do among us what you did among them. Work among us as you worked among them. And as you bring judgment, you surely, you surely must remember mercy. So this stood out to me. He said, I heard what my ancestors say about you. Not even said. So that's telling me that there were people that were alive that had seen God do tremendous things. And Habakkuk was talking to the elders. Habakkuk was listening to those that were older than him in the Lord and older than him naturally that had been around, that had seen moves of God that he hadn't seen. He wasn't discounting them. You know, sometimes there's this attitude in the younger generation, which is not right. That is, oh, that was the old move of God. You're just an old fogey, you know. God did that when you were alive, but oh, he's doing a new thing now. He's done with your generation. No, God is a generational God. And we're to learn from the past generations. We can learn from the younger generation. But Habakkuk had respect for his ancestors. And he listened to what they told him about what God had done in the past. We don't live in the past or we become museum keepers. But we look at the past and what it does is what it did to him. It provoked him. God, I hear what you've done in the past. And how did it say it? It has brought me down on my knees because I know if you've done it once, you'll do it again. If they had revival back in the healing days of revival in the forties and the fifties, Lord, I know you'll do it again. 
Now, Pastor and I are not that old, but we are old enough to remember. I remember it. He, he wasn't, he wasn't in that vein of the healing revival yet. He was on earth, but he was coming. <laughs> and he got in on the charismatic renewal. Y'all remember that in the 60s. And in the 70s and 80s, there was such a move of the word, the word, the word. And then there was this move of joy and laughter because the church was getting sad and sorry. And so, God, we have seen several different moves of the spirit. And my heart cries out, do it again. Do what you've done in the past and more besides. Amen. And the psalmist David, he said this over in Psalms 85, 6. He said this, will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Revival brings a newfound joy into the church. Did you know that revival is for the church? Evangelism and harvest are for the world. But when the church is revived and stirred, guess what? Then we'll be a witness. Then we'll reach out just by what's going on on the inside of us. We'll draw people to Jesus. When the church is being the church, full of fire, power, and presence, and joy, the world will be drawn to Jesus. The world wants to see God. They want to see the real deal. They want to experience the presence of the Lord. A good friend of ours was recently praying and his wife wrote this down. He spoke it out as he was in the spirit. And he said this, the devil isn't afraid of huge crowds, but he is afraid of huge presence. He's not afraid of huge crowds. I mean, you can get millions or thousands of people together and without the presence of God, nothing's going to happen. He's not afraid of huge crowds, but he is afraid of huge presence. Because when God shows up and his people are revived and his people are stirred, hallelujah, it puts things in motion. Let me just share a little bit more. Y'all right? I know we're going to pray, but I haven't shared for a while, so I'm on a roll here. Psalms 51, verse 12 and 3. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. Uphold me by your generous spirit. Look at the next verse. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners shall be converted to you. This drives home again. Revival is for the church. When the church gets revived, what happens? In verse 12, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Do you think some Christians need another dose of joy? There's joy. Righteousness, joy and peace in the Holy Ghost. There's joy in being born again. How many of you are joyful and happy that you're on your way to heaven? 
You got joy in your heart that you're not going to hell. How many of you are full of joy? Because Jesus is your peace. Hallelujah. He's your healer. He meets all of your needs. We have the answer that the world needs. So it says here that when we get our joy restored, look at verse 13. Then I will teach transgressors your ways. When we're walking in our rights and privileges, when we're stirred up now, stirred up with a spirit of prayer, stirred up on the inside of us about what God is doing and wants to do, then we're going to go out and be great witnesses. Then, he says, you will teach transgressors. Hallelujah. We'll show them the way of the Lord. Joy is connected to revival. Because if you're not full of joy, you're going to get weak. When harvest time comes, we have to be full of strength. We got to have strength to pray. We got to have strength to go and to do and to serve. And where are we going to get that strength? The joy of the Lord is my strength. That's why the psalmist David said, restore unto me the joy of my salvation because I got places to go and I got things to do I got to pray some things through and I can't do it in my own ability whatever God has put his hand upon you to do whether it's to serve with kids or, or serve as an usher or whatever it is in the work of the Lord we cannot do any of it in our own strength we every day we ought to say Lord restore unto me the joy of my salvation I'm going in the strength of the Lord today hallelujah even when you go to pray have you ever gone to pray and there's just no unction or there's no umph on it well that you know you've got to pray many times by faith and pray until you you hit that gusher or you pray by faith but when we get to that place of in the spirit we're stirred and we're praying out of our hearts Powerful things are going to happen. And they're going to happen in this place tonight. Let me just share a couple more things here. Listen to these definitions of revival. In rush of the spirit into a body that threatens to to become a corpse. That's how one man of God defined revival. An in rush of the spirit into a body that threatens to become a corpse. We're not naming any names, but have you ever said there might be some churches? Hopefully you're not sitting by anybody right now that needs an inrush because, you know, if you were to look at them spiritually, you'd want to take their pulse. No, no, no. I'm not saying I said nobody here like that tonight. And then listen to this one. I like this. A restoration of the presence of God to the degree in a that to the degree that a community knows God is there. Restoration of the presence. Habakkuk was crying out for the presence. My ancestors, you've told me how God moved in the past, how he showed himself strong. Oh God, I want that. I gotta have that. 
It's made me fall to my knees and say, revive us. Do it in our midst. Let there be such a restoration of the presence of God here at Heart of the Bay. Here in the Bay Area. Here in California. Here in the United States of America. God, let your presence cover our nation. To the degree that people say, God is there. If you read past revivals, it will stir it on the inside of you. It will make you hungry. We've had such revivals throughout the history of our nation. In the 1850s, there was such a revival that ships coming into port on the East Coast, the sailors would fall on their knees and begin repenting. One ship sent a message when they were several miles out at sea and said, Send ministers. They didn't know what to do with all these men falling on the deck and repenting because of the presence of God. Where? New York. Washington, D.C. All up and down the East Coast. And it started because there were men that would meet to pray. Meet to pray. His name was Lampert. In the 1850s, just a businessman, God moved on his heart to start noontime prayers in New York City. He didn't know how to announce it to get the word out. And the first one that he started, he had this little room that he rented and six men showed up. The next week, 20 men. It kept growing. It kept expanding until prayer meetings were all over New York City at noon. Men were closing their businesses to go and pray. And it spread up and down the eastern coast. And then that presence came. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How about we say it? God, God. do it it. again. I just read to you in Habakkuk chapter 3, and this is the last thing that I'll share. We won't read all of that, rest of that passage. But these two words jumped off of the page at me at verse 3 of Habakkuk 3. So we see him contending. We he see him saying, God, do it again. Send revival. And then just read the first two words in verse 3. God came. Woo! <laughs> God came. And then look at the rest of it. His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. Glory be to God. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your word that brings encouragement to our hearts. We thank you, Lord. When we read what you have done in past revivals, it provokes us. (laughs) Because we know you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. Lord, we know that there must be revival. The church must have revival. There must be a restoration of your presence. So let's begin right here. This is a good jumping off place. Let's start crying out for revival. You know, start with your own life. Lord, revive me. Revive me. Hallelujah. 
May we be stirred throughout our being to contend for revival. Oh, my, my, my. We're asking by the help of the Holy Ghost, stir us. Stir us. <laughs> oh, that we would be hungry. Hungry to see you move. <laughs> oh, Makita. Oh, Revive us, O oh Lord, that your people may rejoice. <laughs> Revive the church. Oh, may the church wake up. May the church wake up. May the church wake up. It's not time to be asleep. May the church wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. <laughs> oh, Oh Lord, we're like Habakkuk. Lord, we've heard what you have done and it drives us to our knees. We're down on our knees, Lord. We're bowing our hearts and we're saying, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Revive your church. Oh, Oh, yeah, Oh, 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 in our midst, in our midst, in our midst, in this church. Oh, in this local church, let there be a stirring, a stirring. Let the Holy Ghost and fire ignite our hearts. Oh, no, 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 Masha, stir, 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 stirring up, stirring up, stirring up, stirring up, mata, oh, da da di bakasha ta 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 ha, eh, la 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 di oh, 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We cry out. We cry out. We cry out. Oh, we cry out for that reviving. Oh, my baby, be carried. Jesus, I back out. Get the mic. Get the mic.
stirring, a stirring, rimakote brebete, a stirring up, a stirring up to go up. A stirring up, rimondondo brobos brabati tatabokote. Oh, a stirring. A stirring, a reviving, rimosabrabate, reviving and preparing for fresh activity, revival, revival in the hearts of the saints, prepares the saints for fresh activity, activity of the Spirit of God that goes forth. And oh, bramasso te brebeti tototo. Hemanu ribandi da da bokush brebezigirite. It stirs up to go up, to increase to another level, to another place. Oh, baba baba kioto bramosa brabati te te te. Oh, a crying out of the hearts of the saints, Lord, to go up, to be stirred up, to be on fire, that shut up in our bones, Lord. Just let that rise up in you. Just continue to pray in the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Master. Om Registe Levandas. Om Robedige Lebranda Laboso. Oh, mindeze vlende le brafa ye. Oh, mrindige le brando le cose. Fam grobashe leve. Manzo lo brota. We stay braid de la mosaia. We stand, we stand in the gap tonight. We stand in the gap for the hearts of men and women. We stand in the gap before you for the land, Lord. We stand in the gap. We are standing in the gap. We are standing in the spirit of prayer. Oh, no weapon, no weapon formed against this nation shall prosper. We stand as one man. We stand in one voice with the spirit of faith and the spirit of prayer. We call unto you tonight, Lord. We call unto you for Ramaso Ramanda. Go ahead and utterance. Give utterance to that, Lord. Give utterance to that. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I looked up the word rally as we were looking into this meeting tonight. And there are some very succinct definitions, I believe, that will help us to pray. Some of the synonyms of rally are to regroup. It means to reassemble. It means to reform. And it means to reunite. We know the power in united prayer. We can get so much more accomplished when we pray unitedly. And that's what a prayer rally is all about. The callings of God are calling us to a deeper dimension into a greater level of prayer. Oh, hallelujah. It says of rally, the troops rallied and held their ground. Immediately what came up in my spirit 
is we're not just holding our ground, we are taking more ground. We are marching into the camp of the enemy and we are taking people out of darkness and we are pulling them out of the fire. It's a rally. It's a prayer rally. In baseball, they put their hats upside down when they're down. They're just about out. But they've got their rally caps on. Well, in the natural realm, it may not look like we're winning, but the good news is we already won. And I believe the captain of our salvation is rallying the troops. He's rallying the troops from the north, the south, the east, and the west. And we are taking more ground. The word rally also means to recover, to cause to recover in health, and I like this, to recover in spirits. The world calls it poise. God calls it the Spirit of God, giving His church the spirit of faith and the spirit of prayer. Oh, come on, somebody. And what came up in my spirit as I looked at this tonight, we are to recover... And we are to rekindle the spirit of prayer. And it's not just one prayer meeting. It's not just us spending an hour or so in prayer tonight. But we are gathering the troops for multiple prayer meetings. We will not be denied. Another definition is this. A mass meeting of people making a political protest. Well, we're not making a political political protest. We are making a spiritual protest. So tonight we're having a meeting of people and we are protesting to support a cause. David said, is there not a cause? I ask you, when you go out into the world tomorrow, on BART, on the highways, in the marketplace, is there not a cause? And I looked up the word protest. And the word protest means to cry out. It means to speak up. And it means to challenge. Just as Goliath challenged the children of Israel... David stood up. David stood up. How many Davids we got in this place tonight? How many people of God will stand up and challenge the challenger and take the Goliaths of this age and take the Goliaths of this world and put them down and lift up the King of Kings. Woo! And the Lord of Lords. Pastor Tom, come pray some things out. Glory to God. Come on, saints. Let's pray. We rise up.